0: Welcome to Mr. Brian Winograd of Broadway Transmission.
1: He's, he's, Good morning, he's smoking a cigar
0: too, me. so that's if you guys want to get triggered or something, he is using tobacco on cam. A
1: nice uh, Rocky Patel, yes.
0: Nice, nice. I um, actually used to really like listening to the Cigar Dave show. Uh huh. Um, just, I always thought his, his take on everything was kind of funny, and you know? I loved how. Kind of obnoxious he was about the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> cigar day. Probably about two people in my audience will know who the hell Cigar Day was. Right, right,
1: right. <laughs> cool. So where are you at in this country, man? We are in Red Lion, Pennsylvania, which is 50 miles south of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, okay. and 50 miles north of my hometown of Baltimore, Maryland. Okay.
0: Spent some time in the Poconos a couple of years ago. It's been about a month up there camping out. Uh-huh. Tim, uh huh. Timothy Lake, I think was the name of it. Yep. Yeah, very beautiful up there. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Had a great time. Yeah. Cool. Pennsylvania's a really cool state. Oddly enough, um, you know, we're from North Carolina and we're in the mountains and the woods and stuff, and we got a lot of deer. But I guess you guys actually have per capita the largest deer population in the country.
1: Yeah, hunting is the religion here. When I moved up here from Baltimore City in the, uh, excuse me, sixth grade, you were required to take a hunter safety course as curriculum, and you got a a hunting license as a result of the course, and uh, you would get a week off uh, the day after Thanksgiving for a week for school, for hunting, because nobody would be in school anyhow. They would all be out, out in the woods
0: yeah well i mean it, you know people can say what they want to about hunting but when we were there we saw so many deer that if people didn't get out and hunt them you guys would be just overrun you're yeah. already, already almost overrun i've never seen deer like There's, that in my life
1: yeah when they go in when the deer go into rut season it's uh it's crazy we uh we we hear about four or five you know cars and trucks smashing into deer just locally uh, every day and it's uh it, it is an issue yeah.
0: it's, it's it's amazing it's, um, it's a beautiful country but a lot of deer you gotta you gotta like deer yeah
1: yeah i actually hit uh in the poconos in a golf course i actually on my tee shot hit a deer
0: Man, that's pretty good man.
1: That's, yeah yeah that's better than a hole in one <laughs> <laughs> yeah he stopped the progress of my ball i was kind of pissed
0: yeah <laughs> is there anything in the, the is that a penalty stroke
1: or I mean, nope play it where you gotta play it where it lies yeah, that sucks,
0: man. <laughs> you need to need to include a 12 gauge next time when you're Yeah.
1: <laughs> you put it in my bag <laughs> yeah. 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 i got the deer you know. yeah <laughs>
0: but yeah you're probably in a much more exclusive club than people who
1: Yeah, I mean, and if it wasn't a shank, it went straight. But the deer was just came right out of the woods at the right time, and uh, just nailed him right in the ribs.
0: Bastard! Bastard! Can't trust him. Man. Can't <laughs> trust him. Right on. Well, um, if you're ready, I've got ten questions for you. Then after that, we'll get into what you do and, and where people can send you money and all that stuff. But I got ten questions for you. All right, let's do it. All right, number one. If you could change one thing
1: about your appearance, what would it be? Hair. Hair. Hair and eyebrows. They yeah, totally... A little weak in the eyebrow game there. I hadn't noticed that. <laughs> I actually, um, it, it was a, uh, I had a gas explosion in, in one of those, Group uh, barbecue grills mm. it wasn't light and i was just holding the gas button and hitting the ignition button over and over again and i was like looking in try, trying to listen to see if gas was coming out and then it finally poof and uh that was about 12 years ago it completely sends my eyebrows off and they have really not come back it's pretty
0: great man. <laughs> My grandfather, my dad's dad, um, we're, we're Irish. There's a little bit of Italian in us, so we're a reasonably swarthy people. But uh, he, was, he was a tank commander in World War II, and they used to clean cool. the outside of the tanks with gasoline. And um, before the war, he had this thick, glorious black hair and a mustache and everything, but they one day he was cleaning the tank with gasoline it caught on fire and burned all his hair off. And to, to, to the day he died, he had no eyebrows, and it's like his hair wasn't there. He didn't get burned, it just poof. Yeah. Took everything away, and it never
1: really came back. Yeah, there was no pain uh, except for the ridiculousness of no eyebrows.
0: <laughs> well, you wear it well. You wear it well. It's funny, you sent me a, a photo to do an icon for you. I didn't notice that you didn't have any eyebrows in that. So you wear it well.
1: Wear it well. There's, there's, there's some there, but. Not much.
0: You can always go uh, the Stan Sitwell. Have you ever watched um, Arrested Development?
1: I, if it's on TV, no, because I don't, I don't watch TV. Yeah, it's if I I have to
0: recommend it. There's a guy in there with alopecia, and they make fun of him for his his stick-on eyebrows. He's very concerned because his dress eyebrows go missing. All right, number two. What is the best toy of all
1: time? Oh, well, do we have kids watching. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Uh, my my wife's private parts are my favorite toy. Yeah, okay. she's got lots of toy, lots of toys to play with.
0: I like that. I like that. <laughs> I I will admit to playing with those every once in a while myself. Not your yeah, wife, I mean, but my wife.
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they are. uh, uh, I thank God every day for women. I'm thank God every day that I'm not a woman. But my my God, I don't know what it is that is designed in man. But you get an attractive woman, and they have lots of things to play with. I got a lot of gadgets, like all all guys do. But those are my favorite. Yeah, I don't know too many guys that would
0: play with other gadgets. Presented the option of playing with that gadgetry
1: yeah I mean if I lose my four wheelers or my boat or things of that nature as long as I still have you know a nice naked woman in my bed I'm happy
0: yeah this, this took a turn man
1: <laughs> that's
0: good that's actually you're the only person that's ever answered in that way yeah it's funny I, I make everybody choose uh, between one and five sets of questions everybody almost always chooses three. Um, huh. But you are the first person that has answered in that way. Everybody else's, you know, pocket knife or, you know, my, I think one guy actually said my consciousness, that sort of stuff, but you're the first one with tits and ass, that's, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, and other, other things are nice too. Yep, well, this, that actually kind of leads us into question number three. What is the most meaningful thing to you?
1: Oh, wow uh family um i i i'm spending my life trying to build a legacy so many people live a selfish life they die um and they just become a picture in a photo album and a couple generations go by and you uh you go who's this you know Uh, and nobody knows, and that's sad, that's sad. So um, I've lived my life purposeful um, to be very instrumental as far as um, establishing my children, and now I have grandchildren, um, and to establish them as well. Uh, I learned this from my great-grandfather, um, uh, it's just something that he'll he, he will never leave my consciousness, and not like I, it's a roots. I'm not Kunta Kinte, but my kids and my grandkids know about my great grandfather and, and the story and how we came to America and what he sacrificed for for us. And um, uh, so. Yeah that's what's important to me family and also um, when I'm gone to, to not be forgotten Yeah it's it's I, I
0: know you know I, the older I get the more important legacy to me is um, and and for me it's it's not even that me personally I have to be remembered but you know the, the things that I create and the things I yeah. leave behind that's that's what's important to me and, yeah. and, and it's my kids you know um they are they are ultimately my legacy you know at some point nobody's gonna give a shit about this podcast Nobody's gonna give a shit about the design stuff that i do or any of that um, yep the way that i change the world is through those five people
1: um, that i helped create yep and, and business too i mean you have businesses where the founders are not forgotten you know with colonel sanders and you um, you know, as an example. So, you know, my business and what I do, um, not to sound, uh, not to be bragging in any way, I believe is, is well known, and also uh, that's going to be a legacy as well. Um, but not nearly as important as you said, as with my children, my wife, and my grandkids.
0: I'm not. I'm not the grandkids yet. My children. My my eldest is 25, but he's he's nowhere near grandkid ready yet. <laughs> I've got a couple more years left. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.
1: All right. That's number cool. four. Do you keep a journal? I keep three journals. Mm-hmm. Um. Daily. I and I keep them separate. I do one. I'm a. Um. I'm kind of an oddball. Um. I am, I, I do, uh, I am a, a Christian, I, I was born into an Orthodox Jewish home, but converted the I was supposed to be bar mitzvah. um, but I'm not religious, if that makes sense, so you know, curse words don't bother me, drinking doesn't bother me, um, I drink, a, you know, obviously I smoke, um, so not religious, but I think life is a spiritual, um, uh, journey and so i journal three things i journal my hey brian you just got muted buddy journal business what i'm what i'm doing in business so i can go back i like going back and looking and seeing how there's growth mm-hmm. um, or seeing a repetitive issue then, if I have a repetitive issue, that means I haven't learned anything or figured it out, and then I have to get eyes from other people into my life to speak into that area to help me grow. Um, and then I then I do one on my personal life, my relationships, um, not just with my wife and and children and grandchildren, but strong relationships and and um, relationships are very important uh, to me and so I, I yeah, keep three journals every day um, and my wife says when when you die I'm going publish, <laughs> to publish them <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I,
0: I I just really hope I've got a, like a footlocker full of sketchbooks and journals and notebooks and stuff that I keep, I'm, I'm the same way I, I'm very manual when it comes to that so I've got just tons and tons of this stuff but I actually want it to be burned when when I die. Yeah. Um, Or, or, you know, my kids can take it. I don't, I'm not really sure I want the public to see these things. Yeah. If they want to have them as, you know, mementos of dad and his insanity, that's fine, but um, (laughs) there's some stuff in those notebooks that should probably never be seen by
1: anybody else. Well, I'm sure there'll be heavy editing if they, if my wife does that, I hope.
0: (laughs) So, we've, we've edited it down to an ebook. You've got a, a three page ebook of the stuff that's socially palatable. <laughs> All right. Number five. Could you eat three pounds of your favorite food in
1: one city? Uh, yes. And I probably have done it many times. What is it? Um, the, the, uh, there's a, a steakhouse in Baltimore um, that has a. It's more than three pounds it's a, a, a rib bite okay. and if if you eat it you get a plaque on the wall and uh yeah i'm there three times my colon doesn't like it let me tell you uh you gotta eat all the sides that come with it Whoa. um but yeah and uh like i could do three pounds of shrimp easy steam you know steamed shrimp or, or uh crab meat yeah yeah i'd like to try it sometime
0: i'm not a massive eater but there are times i can get going on something and i'm, I'm honestly i'm that way with steak and seafood i think i could actually eat three pounds of steak yeah
1: my uh, a good friend of mine owns uh you know we live near the chesapeake bay not too far baltimore in baltimore and maryland so steam crabs is a big thing in this area and uh so i have a friend that has four crab what we call them crab houses And um, when I went through my divorce uh, from 2010 to 2012, um, my buddy has all you can eat crabs. And so he steams a bunch of them and he, when he has leftovers, he would just drop them off at my house because he had pity on me. So one day he dropped off like a half bushel of crabs and about four pounds of shrimp. And um, the, I just sat there with like a six pack of beer and just ate at my outside table too. It was all gone. Cause you know, when you're depressed, you eat, right? So, or do other things. I, so I ate. So, uh, anyhow, the, I ate it all. And then I, when I got up, I was dizzy. So I called my friend and I said, Hey, I think you poisoned me. And he said, tell me you didn't eat all that. And I said, uh, no, I ate it all. He goes, "Dude, you got iodine poisoning." I mean, there's so much salt uh, yeah. in the seasoning um, that he, he said you you have iodine poisoning. You better just start drinking lots of water <laughs> to flush that out of your system. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Sympathy crabs lead
0: to death. I can see the I can see the headline now. <laughs> sympathy sympathy shellfish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, number
1: six, what does the word community mean to you? Uh, a community, I believe um, it's, it's multifaceted. It's, uh, it can mean family. Uh, it can mean uh, your neighbor. Um, of course, again, I said it was a Christian. So, you know, I want to treat people the same way. That I would want to be treated. Um, but I have a when I when I go to businesses and I uh, troubleshoot what's going on with their business. One of the things that I preach is that you have to become a hero in your backyard if you're in business. Uh, you have to uh, become known. You have to be part of the community. The uh, charitable things. The volunteer things. Um, Food, food pantry so I've I've served on uh, the rescue mission board I was chairman of a board of a, a charity that um, did things for um, at-risk women who like have abusive husbands so we would uh, help these women and children um, I'm on the uh, school board for automotive obviously that's what I do so I'm on, on the it's called the advisory board. So that's what the community means—not um, just to take from them, because believe me, they're really good to us uh, at our business, and we appreciate we appreciate that. But you have to give back. You have to be a part.
0: It's it's interesting, and, and I like to so see your opinion on this. It, it seems like a lot of of online entrepreneurs, and especially younger entrepreneurs, completely. Um, not that they disassociate themselves, but they, they really don't do anything in their own backyard. Um, you know, you hear SEO people and all this other stuff, and, and, and they fo- everybody kind of seems to focus on the external world. But, you know, really for the majority of us, especially service providers, you know, there's more than enough people in your own backyard. To run, to help run your business, and it's a lot more fun when you have a community of people around you that, that you actually get to hang out with. You know, yeah. It, there's there's flying to masterminds and flying to groups and all this stuff, but it's not the same. You know, when you when you can bump into somebody that you've done some kick-ass local project with in the grocery store, it's a great feeling. Yeah. Um, and I see a lot of people, especially again, online entrepreneurs, just kind of ignore all the gold and all the
1: awesome, fun people that are, within five miles of Yeah, it's, um, my, my wife and I, my wife is a, uh, waitress at a diner. Uh, she's been my waitress for 28 years, but we've only been married for six, uh, after my, my first marriage. That's a good waitress. um, Yeah, 28 years at the same location and she was my waitress because she was the best Mm -hmm. and, so when we go, like if we go to the mall, uh, you think we were celebrities because everybody knows her and, and everybody knows me. And seriously, I could I could stay home, I, I could be retired, I'm okay, you know. Um, the business is doing well, I really even don't need to come in and, and run it. My son's doing a great job. But I enjoy the interaction, the per action so I, I would be a good uh, internet business type thing because I and building a relationship um, yeah that's uh, uh, that's always a, a good thing I don't know how internet people would would do those type things that's above my pay grade but out of my out of my wheelhouse but i'm sure that's you have many thoughts on how that can be done oh
0: yeah they can be done we, we won't get into that here i make people pay me to tell them, to tell them <laughs> gotcha uh, uh, uh. and that actually that kind of brings us into the next one uh what is one piece of ubiquitous marketing advice everybody should know
1: that they should ignore um Ooh. It's a, fertile, it's a fertile ground. There's a lot of stuff that people yeah. should ignore. I, I, I think that um, people don't know how to advertise. Right? So I don't know what, what advice is really out there. But um, people just throw stuff out there and see what sticks. Um, so I think you just have to be smart with your advertising. Know who your target is. And a lot of people just do generic. You know, uh, here's our name. Just like okay, the automotive business. You do a lot of. I guess you do a lot because I saw you. Uh, you interacted with uh, the the Canadian. Uh, <laughs> a couple of weeks ago? Oh, Mike Cooper. Yeah. Mike Cooper. That's his name. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's his funny. bug All is. All you gotta I'm, say is the Canadian. I don't know exactly. Yeah. What I don't know what the, the bug up his ass is about me, but, I, uh, anyhow, um, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him as soon as we're done here, ask I'll, I'll ask him. He like he, he like defriended me and said, and I'm not even going to go into why. And I'm like, okay, that's the first ever time I've ever been defriended and, uh, no explanation. But anyhow, um, know your target. Don't just put something out there in my business. Every commercial sounds the same uh, on the radio. Every print ad looks the same. We all have certif—you know—we have certified technicians. We, we have loaner cars. We, so what? I mean, tell me, tell me something about the business that is going to separate you. So, I, you know, some—it drives me nuts when I hear. Radio advertising or C print advertising, and it's just a rubber stamp of what everybody else has ever done, and it doesn't stand out. Um, so, the fact that you need to be advertising is true, but it's very important to me that you know who your target audience is. How? What are they going to to reach them, and then have a message that 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 shows something. I mean, I'm. I'm redesigning. uh, I use a company, um, and I'm redesigning our our landing page because um, we had it put up when I uh, I was out for a few years. I had leukemia, Mm -hmm. so I was I was away, and um, so it looked my my website out there is probably better than most, but it's not up to my standards. So we're redoing the. The landing page, because we people have to know that we're good. We we care, you know. So what does what does that mean? You're broke down. We're in the autom automobile business. We we want to show that we're available to uh, tow you in. We're available to put you in a in a, a loaner car. We have financing things that people really care about. They don't care about what associations you belong to, ASE and, you know, train technicians and blah, blah, blah. They want to know, can you do the job? Can you help me get my kids to soccer practice? Because my car's going to be in the shop. I, I, I wasn't expecting this repair. Do you have finance? Things of that nature. And when you open up ads where you hear them on the radio and you see them in print, and it's just saying, you know, we, we have the best technicians. We have, we've been around for this long. People, I don't think it catches people's eyes anymore. It's just, they've seen it so much, it doesn't matter.
0: It doesn't. And I, and I see that a lot. You know, it, most of the people that, that I work with, when they come in with a brand or a business, they haven't really ever sat down and defined what makes them different. And and it doesn't even have to be anything wild, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm Brian with the purple toupee, um, you know, wearing a clown suit, jumped up and down. It doesn't have to be like that. But just understanding what you actually do different, because everybody does do things different. You know, one mechanic doesn't do the same thing that you guys do. One transmission repair guy is not the same as the other transmission repair guy yeah and, and finding those little differences that that little nuance there allows you then to reach out and find an audience that's more interested in that nuance and that nuance is what's going to bring people back that's going to be what makes people a lifetime customer because they they start associating with that nuance it's not the service because I mean, the service is pretty ubiquitous you know i design things i i build brands there's a million of me out there but you know, it's the nuance of Uncle Juno that makes that difference. It's the nuance of Brian that makes the difference in your business. It's the nuance yep. of the people in your business that, that make that difference. And and really defining what that is then allows you to really start advertising the hell out of it because that's the most attractive parts. You know, the most attractive parts, like you said, it's not the ASE stuff. It's not the you know, hey, we've been in business for twenty five years. No, it's the stuff that people associate with and, and associate with on a personal level and, yep. and if you if you don't define it you can't advertise it and, and it's yep. a really simple thing it doesn't take a lot of time it doesn't really take a lot of brain power to do but so few people do that so i applaud you for at least thinking down those those lines because in my experience the businesses i work with most people don't think of that.
1: right or they even think it's very important to put those things out there and it's not. People don't care. They want to know what, they want to know. It's It goes back to my field of dreams analogy. If you build it, they'll come. You know, can, cars are, and transmissions are more complicated now than they've ever been. Shops are closing because they can't keep up with the technology. So people are desperate to know, A, can you help me? Can you do it? And I, and my cars broke down and here's my, here's my anxiety, here's my problem. How am I gonna get to work? How am I gonna get kids to soccer practice? So you need to, you need to show that you care and that you have uh, help for them. And a lot of shops are just still transactional. You broke down It's your responsibility to get it towed here. I'll, I'll look at it. Then I'll call you and tell you how much you got to pay me. And then when it's done, you pay me. And I've had customers that they're, they're coming here and they go, we went to XYZ transmission, had a job done five years ago, but they took our money. They didn't even thank us, you know? And, uh, to me, that's, that's just a cold transaction and, and people want to know that you care. And that's, that's, that goes back to community as well.
0: Yeah. It's funny. I think that that really the marketing and advertising world picked up you know, in 1913 or 1918, whatever Edward Bernays was doing his thing on the transition from a transactional economy to a, to an emotionally based economy uh, yeah. to a relation economy. I, I'm not sure that business schools have caught up on that yet. Because they still, yeah. in in so many ways, teach a transactional um, way of doing business, and, and it, it's you can do that. You can certainly do you can certainly do that. It's a lot more difficult. Uh, it's a lot yeah. harder to advertise um, because you know people people really aren't. You know they see they see a transmission shop. They know hey that transmission shop can help me, but what they want to know is can that transmission shop help me? You know, yeah. Not not you know. Obviously they can do it, but can they help me? And so yep. many so many advertisers, so many businesses, so many marketers just miss that point of you know, hey yes, you can do it. We know you can do it. It's obvious you can do it, otherwise I wouldn't be looking at your ad. But can you help me as a person? And there's a, a huge difference between just providing service and you know, thanking somebody after they pay you for that service, being a human. Yep.
1: And following up. And it, you know, they, we we do that and the people are surprised because they go to a regular, we don't do any other uh, repairs but transmissions so, or related driveline repairs. So they have their regular mechanics to do their tune-ups and their brakes tires, so forth and so on. And you'd be surprised they'd be going there then generationally. I, I go to the shop because my dad went to the shop. I mean, so they're second generation customers. But they tell, and and they're they're going there multiple times a year, for their services. But they they're saying they're not. You you called me to ask me how my vehicle is doing, and is everything okay? And are you noticing any anything? And they're saying we we've, we've never get that con, We've never got a call like this before. Yeah. And then we follow up with a, a thank you postcard. Um, if we if we hear the customer during our conversation, say, I really, you know, we, this happens many times a year. I really need this vehicle back because it's the only vehicle that I can transport my father back and forth to the hospital for. Um, not only do we give them a vehicle similar to drive, um, we'll send something to them like roses or chocolates with a, a handwritten you know, note. So. Um, I don't know if that's, um, I don't know too many places that do that, but it's very, very appreciated by the customer where we, if if you look at the board behind me, that's just this week's th- thank you cards that we've yeah. gotten in the mail. So uh, that to me is the measure of how good we're doing our job when a customer takes time to send us a thank you card.
0: Yep. It's, it's, it's a lot harder to get people to do that than it is to get them yep. to complain. People love to complain. <laughs> but somebody going out of their way to drop something in the mail, that's thats quite the testimony.
1: Yep.
0: All right,
1: uh, let's see. Number eight, how many Facebook groups are you in? Oh, geez. Um, believe it or not, I think I'm only in two or three.
0: Wow, that's pretty good. You're by far the lowest of any personal to. Yeah, um, I, I
1: don't like my day being interrupted by all the posts and um but yeah
0: we're still friends
1: yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah well the you know the groups can have thousands of members and it, a lot of activity and everything just shows up and um so i'm very purposeful about what groups i'm in that are important to me and uh not that i i think other People have to be in it to try to be in front of people for their business, and that's a way that they they get clients. I I don't I, that's that's just not me.
0: Cool. Uh, number nine. Who else should I interview?
1: Oh. Uh, Greg Buckley. Greg Buckley. He's in Delaware. These are rock stars that I'm going to give you here. Okay. Uh, Greg Buckley, Bill Nalu. I hope I didn't destroy his last name. Okay. Um, there's, uh, don't ask, I'll have to send you his last name, but his first name is Rocky. He owns a, uh, a business called, uh, I think it's uh, Bimmers and Benz. he's he's a an Iranian immigrant um, leave it to a Jew and an Iranian to have a relationship <laughs> <laughs> we disagree on about everything except automotive automotive repair yeah. um, how does he feel rape- about cigars i'm sure he would be fine with cigars uh um, so yep and there's a uh, uh, frank uh, Frank looks as well, but I'll, I can forward those to you in a uh, private message. Cool, that'd be, awesome. that'd be awesome.
0: All right, number 10. Uh, what is one thing you just couldn't live without?
1: A thing, like a material thing? Just something. Hmm. Music. Music? Music. Nice. I'm a drummer. Okay. Um, yep. Uh, back in the days when I had really long hair and a skinny waist. <laughs> and I um, Yeah. So I'm a drummer. My kids are all musicians. Uh, my daughter's a sound engineer plus a musician. Um, and it is, um, it, it's very uh, spiritual to me. It's, it's, it's relaxing, it's enjoyable, it's something that I can just get lost in um, and relax, and um, a coping mechanism, if you will. So yeah, music is uh, something that would be, if it was taken away from me, which it was, um, for a couple years. I actually had a I had a brain aneurysm in, in 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was working on a car, underneath a car, and I banged my head, which happened. But I uh, banged it right here, and that didn't cause it. But what it did is it caused a a swelling to go up against the aneurysm. And I went down like winching, and I came back up, and I couldn't see out of of my right eye. So I went to the emergency room, they did a CT scan, and they come out, three guys in white coats come out to me and they go oh Mr. Winograd you're a lucky guy and I said I don't think so I got three guys in white coats coming out to talk to me and they said if you if you wouldn't have hit your head you would have died in your sleep probably And they call it a widow maker and they said uh, because you don't feel it you you don't have any headaches or or anything but because you hit your head and had this swelling um, so they had to you know, they had to deal with that. the the procedure and the treatment uh, actually um, took my coordination away. Wow. Um, but uh, the physical therapist, we were we weren't making progress for like six months, and the physical therapist said, "You know, why don't you why don't you get back on your drum kit, right?" And um, it was a very it, it was another six months of of you know it's it wasn't a a physical thing it was a neurological connection thing and so uh, i mean athletes that come back from a physical uh, problem like an achilles tear or an M- MCL or something like that they have to do a lot of work to, to, to come back and I, and i had no respect for what they went through this was so frustrating because I know what I was Yeah. and I know what I could do and I couldn't do it and I had to I had to bust through it uh and spend a lot of time on that kit and um yeah do you, do you so,
0: feel like you're you're back to normal or I mean as far as that goes or did it kind of change your playing
1: style I, I I can't I can't there's some things that I can't do um, but I, I'm aware of it Yeah. Uh, and I just don't do it yeah. you know as a musician when you mess up on stage you're the only one that really knows the audience really yeah. the musicians in this in the audience might but there's not many of them out there Yeah. so like you know I always when I play with people and they go hey, I am I'm sorry man I I, I played uh, I played this instead of that and nobody cared you know the audience the audience was entertained. We know, yeah. right? As musicians, we know. So I'm not going to do a certain fill. Uh, I'm going to do it the way I can do it. can't do it the way I would want to do it. I yeah. uh, think of a lot of syncopation, uh, Caribbean, Jamaican type stuff. It's it's tough for me to do uh, still, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all...
0: Rewiring those pathways. Yep. But cool. Well that was that That was the ten questions. Now's the time when you can say anything you want. You can shout out your business, shout out
1: links, uh drop wisdom, tell a joke, can, not now. I don't know what happened there, but uh you muted me for you mute you were muted for a while. I was so can you repeat Uh-oh. that? Oh, it's you're
0: done with the questions. Now's the time when you can drop your links or you can do whatever you want to do okay value well, trade, whatever you, whatever you got
1: yeah so what I do um, if anybody is interested you can reach me uh, at brian at broadwaytrans.com that's b-r-i-a-n that's the correct way to spell brian yeah. everybody doing a y is spelling it incorrectly uh,
0: <laughs> I, have, I have a brother-in-law named brian
1: with a y uh, see and I can tell by the with the Y that he's probably not your favorite no, yeah see if you spell it with a y, you're doomed yeah uh, right
0: from the- i that's I, that's exactly his problem that's all yeah. his, his entire problem right there
1: yeah so uh what i do i um if people are interested in, in having connections with me uh they can email me um i believe uh, i i'm not who i am uh i'm not nobody's a self-made man right um, Anybody who's been tried to say they're a self-made man is lying. So um, I I believe in mentorship. That's what I do in business. I mean, some people call it coaching. I don't I I don't get into uh, if you want to have a business coach that comes in and wants to talk to you about gross margins and all that. (laughs) All right, you know, whatever. Uh, if you if you're looking to grow your business, um, and uh, the most complaints that I hear about businesses we don't have work, and uh, we, we've tried this, we have tried that. Yeah. I mentor businesses in filling their parking lots up, and and ment and 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 coach up. I watch people and how they talk to and interact with other people their customers and and coach them up not with scripts just to be themselves but uh, again mentorship in, in those areas advertising um identifying your customer base um things of that nature but and the cost is not a you know i i'm not one of those coaches that you there's places out there that you sign up for their program it's $25,000 it's ridiculous and most of those um, shops regret going through it because they they had marginal results because they're still they're still not filling the lot they're still not saying the right things to the customers over the phone to, to get them in so those are the things that I do and, and the cost is, is very low. It's very personal. And the, I do have a requirement with that is, I believe every person that has been mentored has a responsibility to also mentor. Um, so that's that's my real cost is, I believe our, our automotive industry and the independent shop um, is in danger and we need to help each other out and um and to, to have to have the guts because it takes guts to say i need help to reach out to somebody and say i've I, I i deal with guys that say i've been in business for 25 years and i we're struggling and it's always been a struggle and it doesn't have to be so that's what i provide um, and I don't take on more than five clients. Uh, I, I get to a point where I say, I'm done with you. Yeah, I'm done with you. It's time for you now to pass it on and to mentor someone in your group. Um, but I only deal with five people at a time because that's, that's all I can do. And so that's it. Awesome. Awesome. Legacy, right? That's what you're talking about. Legacy. Legacy. I like Legacy. it. Legacy. Yep. Like it's it. got to be, it, 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 if you're not purposeful in, in doing things that will have a lasting impression in people and your community, and you're a business owner, you're missing the boat. Yeah.
0: If, you don't, if you don't do things for the long term, you don't have a long term. Yep. Right people, on. Well, everybody people, go check out Brian. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to cut you off here, man. I got to yep. go it's uh I, as much as i love talking to you i've got to go and uh and actually eat something but brian thank you so much everybody go check him out all of his links will be in the show notes and uh he's a great guy um i've got to go figure out why mike cooper is up his ass but uh <laughs> everybody although you know he's he's canadian so he's prone to fits of stupidity and rage so oh I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get to the bottom of it though i'll
1: get to the bottom. it's it's it's
0: all good. <laughs> lordy, lordy. Well, thank you so much again, Brian, and uh, we'll talk later.
1: All right. Thanks, Uncle Jimbo.
0: Well, all right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Uncle Jimbo's Five and Nine. To learn more, to click links and buttons, and maybe even send me some money, visit unclejimbo.me. It's got all kinds of things you can do. I know that as a podcaster and as a professional and as a marketer, I'm supposed to ask you to do certain things at the end of the podcast, you know, the call to action sort of things. Ah, you're adults. You'll figure it out. I trust you. I love you. I thank you. And until next time, have a next time, and I'll see you next time. Why can I have we